Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T, and I hope you guys are starting the week fresh and renewed. Do me a favor, hit that like button. It's a free way you can help me. Now let's get started. An article on Fox 59 News' website yesterday discussed the fact that when troopers at the Indiana State Police Post in Lafayette, Indiana, slapped handcuffs on Delphi suspect, 50-year-old Richard Allen, on October 26 of 2022, and told him that he was under arrest for Libby German and Abby Williams' deaths after they were nabbed from the Monin High Bridge on February 13th of 2017. The clock started ticking on Richard Allen's constitutional rights of presumed innocence. Allen attended an initial hearing two days later without his own lawyer in tow. Allen told them that he would provide his own lawyer. It sounds like Richard Allen, after having the handcuffs placed on him, did not immediately reach out to a lawyer. The article stated that Allen being at that initial hearing without his own lawyer and then his being moved from the Carroll County Jail to the White County Jail onto the Indiana Department of Corrections to another facility for his own safety combined with the almost unheard of sealing of the probable cause affidavit which details the case against Richard Allen, could give Allen's defense attorney, when he finally gets one, an opening to challenge the charges he's facing. So Allen's lawyer, once hired, could challenge the charges against Allen because the probable cause affidavit that details the case against Richard Allen is sealed, and no one can see it and make sure that the police really do have a solid case on Richard Allen. Judge Dan Hankey of Fishers City Court, Indiana, who is not connected to the Delphi case, but served previously as a public defender, the deputy prosecutor, said this, and I quote, There's a constitutional presumption to access, to public access, to the courts. End quote. For Judge Hankey, the most pressing issue right now is to ensure that Richard Allen gets his constitutional right to be fully briefed on the allegations that led to his arrest under the court rules. The judge said, and I quote, under those rules, it's also pretty much called for that those cases get unsealed when the warrant is served and the defendant is arrested. The post-arrest sealing of information to a defendant who is already arrested is pretty rare. But if, as a result of his detention, without notifying him of the nature of the charges or him having an attorney or even being able to argue that could be prevented from getting an attorney from being moved around so much incommunicado if there was additional evidence that was procured against him subsequent to his arrest, I would see an attorney would make a motion to suppress that evidence, end quote. So that was a tad wordy and hard to understand. 
So I broke it down, and here's what I think the judge meant. I think he's saying that Richard Allen, upon being served the warrant for his arrest, had a constitutional right at that time to see all the allegations made against him and all the evidence listed in that probable cause affidavit. The judge is also implying that even Richard Allen has not been able to read the probable cause affidavit that led to his arrest. The judge later explained it like this, and I quote, Since he, Richard Allen, does not have an attorney, typically the state is not going to hand over the information to him as a personal defendant. But as soon as he gets an attorney, the first thing that attorney is gonna want to know is, why are you holding my client? End quote. So I believe this Judge Hankey, I hope I'm saying his name right, is also saying that while Richard Allen was moved from the Carroll County Jail to the White County Jail and on to some undisclosed facility within the Indiana State Police's jurisdiction, he was unable to be in contact with legal counsel. That could mean that his constitutional rights have been violated, even if Allen said he was going to hire his own private lawyer. So it sounds like he should have maybe been assigned a public defender from the start just to ensure that his constitutional rights were recognized the entire time. And then, once he hired a private attorney, the public defender could step aside. It also sounds like this judge is saying that any evidence that comes in now, after Richard Allen has been arrested and is in jail, could be challenged by Allen's eventual legal counsel and even suppressed so that that information cannot be used in the case against him when it goes to trial. The judge later stated that Allen being moved so many times indicates that he may not have had access to counsel in order to go and retain one, and he also may not have the funds necessary to retain private counsel, even if he said he was going to hire one, because the retainer on a case like this one would probably be substantial, meaning it's going to cost the Allens, if Kathy Allen is still hanging by her husband's side, a lot of money to get a private lawyer to represent him in such a complicated case. I suppose if some lawyer comes and offers his services to Allen free of charge for the moment, Maybe that could happen as well. So it's possible that although Alan said he was going to hire private counsel, he may not actually be able to afford that. It makes you wonder if Alan just blurted that out in his initial hearing, saying he would hire his own lawyer before checking with his wife to see if she's okay with him spending any savings they may have on procuring such a lawyer, or if she's okay with them maybe getting a second mortgage on their house, or even selling their house to come up with the money needed to hire a really good lawyer. And I'm definitely wondering what Alan's wife is thinking right now about her husband and about whether she's going to stand beside him, or if the revelation that he could be involved 
in Libby and Abby's deaths has led Kathy Allen to say, see you later, dude, to her husband. We don't yet know if she had any inkling that her husband may have been involved in this horrible case. Judge Hankey, again, I feel like laughing every time I say that. Please, I hope I'm saying it right. Also talked later in this article about the new judge assigned to Allen's case, and that would be Judge Gull of Allen County. Hankey said that one of the first items on Gull's agenda will likely be a decision whether or not to overrule Judge Benjamin Diener's ruling to seal the probable cause affidavit. And then Judge Gull is going to have to quickly move on to other issues, such as where should the case be heard? Should it be in Carroll County, or does it require a change of venue? Who's going to hear the case? Judge Hankey then said that pre-trial media coverage in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where Gull works as a judge, may preclude the relocation of the trial to Judge Gull's home courtroom. So Judge Gull may have to grant a change of venue to, say, Evansville or New Albany, Indiana, in order to get an unbiased jury. But she could still continue with the case as a special judge. Per Judge Henke, Judge Gull will have to make all these decisions within the month of November because Richard Allen's right to a speedy trial dictates that he have a pretrial hearing on January 13th of 2023 and a jury trial on March 20th of 2023, but the judge did say that he doubts if that tight schedule will be maintained. So there's much work to do before the trial on both the state's part and on the part of whichever or whoever the lawyer is Richard Allen ends up with. Okay, that was a lot I hope I was able to clarify that for you. Let me know what you think, and I'll see you next time on Bed Crime Stories.